You're listening to the Potter's Perspectives Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Pond, and with me is Chad Amner. How's it going, hey, Chad? Marcus. How are you doing? It's good to be back. I'm doing all right. Yeah, it was uh, it was different not having you on, but I, I didn't call Ryan Chad at all. Congratulations. Which was my, which was my uh, goal. I'm sure, I'm sure you tried to at a couple times. Yeah, there were a couple times where I had to kind of slowly think about it and be like, what? But yeah. Also, I really like your very neutral assessment of not having me there. It was different. Wow. <laughs> Groundbreaking analysis. <laughs> not going not gonna to go either way there, huh? No, no. Uh, you know, it's we're uh, we're professional here. We don't need mm-hmm. to. Uh, we don't need. Uh, we'll we'll, pro- we'll I'll have a, a off season podcast co host rankings. Um, you know, on a twenty eighty scale. Uh, we'll see how how you guys oh, shape no. up. But um, that's gonna yeah. be scary. Yeah. All, All right. right. Um, well, hey, it's good to have you back. Um, Thank you. The uh, my birthday was yesterday. And I'm assuming that. Oh, really? I I I didn't. I, I'm assuming that your gift's in the mail. Um, so I look forward yeah, to it's, get. Yeah, uh, Yeah, it's a snail mail. So you know. Yeah. You you might get it, you know, sooner or later. Yeah. I, I, I look, if, it, if it doesn't show up, just know that I put a lot of thought and care into it. Okay, I, I do look forward to getting that as well as <laughs> from all the podcast uh, listeners. Um, right, and don't forget our. Uh, you know our our million dollar sponsors. I'm sure they sent you something nice, right? Yes. So, yeah. The, the gift basket was much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Wow, we used it all, especially that one thing. Thank so, you, uh, uh, Bill Gates, for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But my my wish came true. Uh, Luis Urias came off the DL. So hallelujah. Yep. Uh, he went uh, 0 for three in his first game back, <laughs> but he got a walk, which is what he does. So he didn't strike out, did he? No. No. Okay. Cool. Then not. it's like, and you know what? I'm I'm happy with that. That's fine. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But uh went to uh we went to a Round Rock Express game a couple of days before. Uh, sorry, who, the, what what's the affiliate of that again? Uh Rangers. Oh, okay. It Rangers. is Rangers. Right. So I got to see uh got to see Willie Calhoun who's the big uh, the big get in the mm-hmm. uh, the U Darvish trade and apparently he hit like five homers in the last uh five games. Or something like that, but he did nothing while I was there. <laughs> it was uh, I went I went with my kids and we found and like as we were heading down, they were like, "Oh, it's also like after the game fireworks." That sounds great. Kids will love that. And yeah. um, that the problem with the uh, end of the like av- like post game giveaways is when you have kids. I mean, I don't think I've ever stayed for a full game with my kids. Um, at a minor league game, at least, it's usually like, all right, well, this is fun, and let's go before it. it's time for bed. And uh, with fireworks, you couldn't leave early, and it was PCL game, so, you know, high-scoring PCL. Yeah, 0-0 zero zero in the ninth inning. Wow. Uh, I think there was, like, probably, like, six or eight hits total. Um, wow. Will Millbrooks had the best hit of the game. Oh, uh, God. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Oh, he just got slapped in the face. Jeez. Yeah, uh, so 10th inning, they, they finally won it, uh, so that was good to move on to the fireworks, and of course, one of my kids apparently is afraid of fireworks, because he was so excited about it, and then once it started going off, he was just freaking out, so, um, anyways. Is this, is this his first time with fireworks? I don't think so, I mean, they were I mean, of, I was going to say, like, you know, 4th of July, you know, yeah, I feel like I mean, he would have been exposed to them already. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, he guess. uh... 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he, I think he did okay with the, with the Fourth of July, but I don't know if it was just being closer to him or what. But um, hmm. a little rougher time than I would have imagined. But all in all, it was uh, it was just difficult to like pay attention to a non Padres related minor league game. I've watched so many of them, but it was like, oh, I I know that guy because the Rangers just got him, and I I don't you know I knew uh, Anthony Bass, former Padre, was like the star of the game for the Rangers or for the Express. Huh. So. There's there's always enough like at the minor league level there's always a triple A at least there's enough like former major leaguers that you kind of know a few of them. Um, I'm trying to think who else mm, is there. Like Will Miller Brooks, God. Will Miller Brooks. Pete P- Cosma had a remember good play. Remember when he was our third base of the? Oh God. I do remember the. I, I remember the Will Miller Brooks era. There was like the Will Miller Brooks and Alexi Amarista left side of the infield for the competitive 2015 Padres. The the four Wills we had uh, Will Nieves, uh, <laughs> Wills Will Myers, uh, Will Melbrooks, and uh, Venable. Venable. Yeah, can't can't forget Venable. So that was, that my was only a good time. my only memory of uh, Nieves is when he like got caught up that one game and then hit a grand slam. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and then like I'm, MVP. That, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh this is awesome and never heard from him again. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, my brother. Huh? Yeah, your birthday, um, but you know more. I'm not talking about my birthday yet. My birthday. It's still my birthday. Okay. I'm still okay, talking okay, about okay, it. Okay. 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 All right. It's my, it's my birthday month. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's my birth week, birth month, <laughs> birth year. Um, but uh, my birthday is on August 6th, which is yesterday, which is uh, the the day that uh, Tony Gwynn hit his 2,000th and 3,000th hits. Um, so for me, one of my most like one of my best memories. Um, probably, I probably probably my best birthday memory was when I was nine. I uh, went to the went to the doubleheader, Potters against the Rockies, and that's when Tony Gwynn got his two thousandth hit, got it off of uh, Bruce that's Ruffin. Awesome. It was rad. Yeah, they they stopped the game, had everything, all like the lights flashing and stuff on the jumbotron. Or Gerald Clark was the hmm. guy on first base because the he was the first baseman because the Padres lost him in the expansion draft, um, and. Hmm. Uh, like my, I remember, like my dad had like the whole like section sing to us, and it was, uh, it was cool. I, I think Aww. that of all like the of all the Tony Gwynn memories, and I've there's been like a couple other ones because I did grow up in Poway, so I did see him a couple times outside of like a Padre uniform. But um, I think it's probably my best like sports related memory was uh, Tony Gwynn two thousand. Obviously, he is three thousand. Are you watching hit. his three thousandth on your birthday? Ah, uh, I was doing something. By then, I was in high school. Um, so I feel like I might have heard it on the radio. We didn't have TV, so um, I might have mm-hmm. heard it. I might have had to catch it later. Um, I remember like waiting for that to happen. I think they were playing in St. Louis or something for a while, and then that right. didn't didn't happen then. And then it ended up happening in Montreal. So yes, I don't know that I heard it live, but I definitely was. You know, I, I knew it was happening. But um, what when uh, what are so Gwen when was was he still playing when you were a Padre fan? Yes. It was more of uh, my family being Padres fans and, like, me, you know, sitting idly about and uh, spitting on myself. But, yeah. yes. So, yes. like, as, like, a younger generation Potter fan, because I was talking talking with Ryan last podcast, we're pretty close the same age, um, so I think we have some of the similar, you know, memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are, uh, what are your, like, uh, what's your attachment to, to Tony Gwynn as someone who wasn't, like, uh, an active follower of the Padres during his playing days. 
it's kind of for me. It's kind of like uh, Seau also. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone everyone talks about Gwen. Everyone talks about Seau. Uh, you know, and I watched a good amount of LT, so it's different, I think. But um, it it's kind of more like, um, of course, like you know, I watch a bunch of highlight videos and whatever. But mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, hmm. Well, I doubt there's gonna be a Tony Gwynn for me. <laughs> like, like it's probably a once in a generation, like once for a franchise, you get a player like Gwynn. Uh, so it's kind of like. Almost like, you know, everyone, everyone, especially, you know, around Gwyn's birthday or, you know, uh, like, like now where's 2000 hit, everyone, you know, all kind of swarms together and it's a good jolly fest and like, yeah, it's fun, but it's also like, man, like it would have been great. Like Potter's Twitter would have been great during Gwyn's 3000th hit, right? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I'm like... So it's kind of like Seau in that effect. It's like more like legendary status than someone I knew. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, if, for me, it's the same way with like Randy Jones. Like mm-hmm. he was. Um, I did go to like a Randy Jones baseball camp when I was a kid. But at the time, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Randy Jones. Don't know who that guy is." So it's been like recently, and obviously, him being you know him being alive and being like a you know a part of like the Padres organization kind of helps kind of fill in those gaps i hear a lot about him i've seen the highlights yeah. but um like obviously if i would have like a lot more attachment to him as a player if i was you know around during his playing days so i i, I, just, I, I always wondered about that with like the younger potter fans is it's like are you kind of like i mean it sounds like kind of like oh yeah i missed out on that that would have been really cool to have mm-hmm. uh, seen that especially as a potter as a potteries fan it's not like uh oh well you know i missed out on tony Gwynn, but i am at least here for this player because <laughs> <laughs> So far, that player has not manifested. I'm here for so. Hunter Renfro, baby. There oh yeah, you there you go. <laughs> you'll you'll be able to tell your kids that you saw the the, the entire uh, glorious career of Luis Urias and Fernando Tatis. So that's a good point. Good we'll point. To, uh, unless they flame out, so I, I don't think that's going to happen, right? I, I, I heard they're pretty much guaranteed to be all, uh, Hall of Famers. So I mean, we we talked about this before. Everybody. Uh, in our farm system, they're going to be great. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting seeing that whole block of Padres go into the Hall of Fame together. Yeah, having yeah. having it's having played class, their, having played twenty five players their entire career. It, it's going to be interesting to see if they have to expand like another wing for AJ Preller's uh, farm system. I mean, they'll so. have they'll call it the yeah they'll call it the AJ Preller Hall of yeah. Fame, and it'll just be every draft pick of his is in there because yep. they're all Hall of Famers too. So it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a great future. Looking forward to it. Speaking of the future, uh, back to the present team. Uh, so today, breaking news: Carter Caps is—I uh, guess I say—back with the Padres, but he hasn't actually ever pitched for the Padres uh, in like mm-hmm. a major league game. So he's back in the majors, though. Uh, he uh, got called up from uh, El Paso. Uh, Padres are sending down Buddy Ballman, who I—I know is Ballman. He gave up the, obviously like the walk-off hit last game uh, against the Pirates, but mm-hmm. he—he'd been all right. His ERA was zero before yeah. that, and he he'd had like seven games. Like, oh, he's been been doing pretty good, but he's been like the, kind of the definition of a one out guy. I think he had like three innings pitched in like eight games. So yeah, you know, he has that that wacky delivery too. The kind yeah. of like almost submarineish, right? Uh, I guess. it's like like heavy sidearm, but he, it's like looks like awkward. Like tucks his elbow in. I don't know. 
it's probably hard to say that he has a funky delivery when we're talking about him and Carter Caps in the That's same conversation. Point. So, uh, but so Carter Caps will, uh, is coming up, so I think he'll be available for today's game. I'm yep. guessing. Uh, yep. Uh, so uh, how's he been doing in the minors? I I, I know that for a while uh, there was there was the the worry that he was going to get called for an illegal pitch because it happened like three like two three times in a game, and I don't think that's happened since then. No, Wookie, I think we would have heard about it if it did. Yeah. Uh, so, what can you tell us, Chad? How's how's he been doing? Well, you know, the beginning of his year, well, right now, you know, he's pitched uh, in the season uh, with El Paso. He's pitched uh, 25 innings with a, a 2.81 ERA. But a lot of that, I do believe, came earlier in the year. Um, but very recently, he's been really solid. And what's his strikeout to... Uh, uh, walk ratio again, you said? See, I'm looking right now. Uh, last 10 games, uh, he's got a 142 ERA with a uh, with 16 strikeouts and one walk. So, hmm. that's right. good. Yeah, so his like stats in April, he had like a 6.4 ERA. And then June, July, and August, uh, 1, 1.69 and 0. But he only had one inning in August. So, he's gone a lot better, but... You know the the great thing about Caps, that why he was so like insane with the Marlins in 2015 before he blew out his elbow, was of course his jump, which gave him like you know four extra feet of extension that pitchers normally don't get. But he also threw like 99 miles an hour with his fastball, so it, it was just completely overwhelming. But I still think he's in the lower 90s. I think he's like like steady around 91, 92. Yeah. Which you know doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong with his elbow because you know it takes velocity is like the last thing to come back maybe command it's the last thing to come back from Tommy John surgery but I would be pretty surprised if we get the the lights out insane nutso caps of the 2015 Marlins. Yeah. I mean from what I from what I gather I I, I think it's like the command that kind of comes back last uh mm-hmm. from Tommy John and it looks like I mean obviously one walk in uh 12 innings I mean that's that's showing something. Yeah. Um so I I'm guessing the command's back and so I think the velocity I think you're right, I think the velocity is probably probably not going to be what it was so we'll see how he's able to adapt to uh to major league pitching cuz um not, I mean it seems like he definitely is ready to, to move on. Uh, doesn't seem premature at all, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it does. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, what his because de- I, I guess that I, I, I guess I could have been watching it, but I'm not really in the mood to watch a lot of like late inning. Uh, well, like a, late, a lot of like late inning like AAA games because I don't know. There's there's just been a kind of a other than Franchi and I love Franchi, but um, there's uh, not a whole lot else to watch on that AAA team right now with uh, Aswahe and. And mm-hmm. uh, with the Swahai up and and uh, and and uh, apparently Dusty Coleman up, even though he's hitting like yeah, two hundred, uh, he's like hitting like two hundred for El Paso, and now he's like destroying it for the Padres. So yeah, who needs tattoos? We have Dusty Coleman. Yep, there we go. Uh, well, so t- keep staying on caps. Um, mm-hmm. So does bringing up Carter Caps, and, and this will probably lead to a larger conversation that we, I've been seeing on Twitter. I haven't really engaged with it yet because I'm still not sure. Uh, you know, totally my thoughts on it, but uh, does this hurt or does this help the tank? I would, I would probably say that Caps is like marginally better than Bauman. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm not sure how big of a difference it is, but I, 
I, it's kind of weird because, you know, I think Caps is better than Bauman, uh, no matter how minuscule that is. But, you know, then that doesn't help the tank. But, you know, Caps coming back, you know, let's say him being insane nutso lights out again would be great for the tank because then we can sell him off, maybe package him in hand together and get a really good prospect or something, which would be great for the tank. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced either way. I guess probably saying does a one in one inning reliever going to do a whole lot to help win or lose a game? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, um, Probably, probably interesting. Probably, probably a bad question on my part, but uh, more, I guess, more to it. Do you think the Padres are still in tank mode? I've seen a lot of people saying, "Hey, you know what? We're winning now. Since uh, this arbitrary end date, we've been winning more games than we've been <laughs> losing. So the tank is over. Hooray! Let's start winning now. Do you think the Padres are still? Uh, we'll, we'll get to. Do you think they are? And then I think we'll probably get to. Do you think? Do you think they should be? So. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Are they still tanking, Chad? Um, I mean, it's... So, after the trade deadline, when they didn't trade Hand and they didn't trade, you know, Chassin or, uh, you know, anyone else, Solarte, for instance, um, you know, they, they kind of said, like, Preller said, you know, we feel good about, like, our depth in the minors, you know. Fowler, I think, said something along the lines there, too, where they're like, oh, we're doing... We, like, we don't need to get rid of a... A player like Hand now, or yeah, you know, uh, Preller said, you know, Kimbrel was always going to get traded because that was the beginning of the rebuild, but Hand doesn't. Uh, when I hear that, obviously that they're like basically literally saying the tank is over. We think we can be good. We think we can use Hand to win games, um, not just to build his value to sell him off. I'm not convinced that's where the baseball ops is at this point. I know there's been a lot of discussion about, like, why they did or did not trade Chassin either. And although, like, I think it would have made sense to trade him, you know, we saw the market. You know, it was not a good market for, uh, no, for especially hitters, but, you know, even pitchers also. As we saw, like, Hand didn't really get, you know, the kind of uh, offers that we would expect. I don't think, you know, according to Heyman or Rosenthal, I'm not sure if they even got, like, a hundred top 100 prospect, you know, an offer for him, which is surprising, um, especially when, if, if you'll let me go off a little off topic here, uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago I said, if Hand doesn't get traded, something's gone horribly wrong, um, hmm. <laughs> I guess I, uh, I still agree with myself, I still think Hand should have been traded, just because, you know, we really, he's been worth like two war already. And we know how important, like, individual games can be. Especially, like, you know, if we look at the, la- the end of last year, we lost one game to the Diamondbacks at the end of the year, and we moved up, like, four spots in the draft. Yeah. So, yeah. especially with the way the tank's going right now this season, and, you know, we're, like, like number six right now picking. So it would have been nice to have some more losses. But, I, I don't know. You can't. We need something good back for hand. I mean, he's basically the last large trade chip that Preller is probably going to sell off for, like, the tank, quote-unquote. Maybe Kirby Gates. I don't know about that, though. Um, so I'm disappointed he wasn't traded, but at the same time, I'll buy the excuse that, you know, they really didn't get much in, you know, much offered to him. But that's disappointing. But... 
the problem with the tank right now is that yeah, the Potters just had their you know their the first winning month in a two years or whatever, but you know the ones winning aren't I guess you know some of it is Margot, but you know Renfro Hedges Asuahe has been doing all right, you know, but a, a lot of the heavy lifting has been done by you know uh, Jose Chassin, Pirella especially yeah Pirella. Right. You know, Dusty uh, Coleman, or... exactly. Hector Sanchez, you yeah. know, it's like it's like it was three wins against the Giants. That sucks. Like because there's, it, it's very different from Hunter Renfro hitting four home runs over three games against the Giants and us winning all three games. I mean that's that's cool. Like at least he's for the future. But you know Hector Sanchez isn't. He's horrible. He's I mean he's probably going to retire in like two years anyways. So. I don't know. I, I still want them to tank, but as far as if they still are tanking, uh, it's tough because right now it seems that the players that aren't going to be here for the future are helping them win. And then I would think by the time those players leave, you know, Pirello, you know, I don't know what even his future is, but you know, Hector Sanchez, Chassin, whatever. Then maybe by then. Our players of the future will actually be the ones, you know, leading the team to more wins. You know, maybe Renfro will put it more together. So, I mean, honestly, we might be, which is disappointing because I don't think our farm system is where it needs to be to, you know, beat the Dodgers over a season or, or ten seasons. You know, yeah. I, th- I I think even having you know this season be one where we have like another high draft pick, I think that would still be helpful because. Um, you know, Very we have helpful. like like there's a pretty good wave of talent coming in. They're in Double A right now, but they won't be up to the majors till at the earliest the end of 2000. You know, at the end of 2018, the end of next year. But then they'll be rookies, and uh, so you're looking at like I say, yeah, 2019, 2020 when you'll be ready to, you know, be trying to to put together something good. Um, what one of the mm-hmm. things that I that I mean. I, uh, I wrote about it in um, my Friday piece. Um, I had like, kind of like just some random thoughts I gathered up on Friday. And um, if the tank is over, I mean, I, I kind of put the like the arbitrary beginning of the tank um, season, uh, like when they traded uh, Craig Kimbrell, right, and that was right. only that was like twenty months ago. So it wasn't even a full two years ago that that happened, and so it does seem pretty premature. To say like, all right, that's it. We're done losing now. We're ready to start winning. Um, so it does seem short to me. I, I I would really I think that having you know at least this season as something where we're still building, um, you know, trying to trying to build value with those players are trying to get out of here, and then having like you said the core showing showing progress or struggling and, and leading to some of those losing seasons. Uh, I think I think we're missing out on that by 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 doing as we as well as we as we've been doing lately. Yeah, I think um, there's a, a lot of great talent that we'd be missing out on. Yeah, if we end the tank now, that we could really use. Um, you know, I'm still really not convinced about um, you know like the bats in our system. Yeah, no, it's looking pretty. Yeah, it's, it's it's very pitcher heavy right now, and right. and uh, that that's going to be a problem because you know there's no such thing as a pitching prospect, and uh, <laughs> as we've seen, Espinoza and uh, Thompson now have been injured. Yeah. Um, but um, I do. I, I I am kind of leaning towards the Padres being done because I, I one of the things one of the other things I wrote in that piece on Friday was that uh, the uh, at the beginning of the year they signed uh, the Padres signed minor league contracts for Nick Buss and Colin Cowgill, and I was like, all right, well those are those are tank pieces. 
They're scrubs who couldn't <laughs> catch anywhere else, and they're, they're going to play in the minors for a while. And if they're halfway decent, they'll come to the Padres and they'll make us lose games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have neither one of them has made it this year. Um, they just released Calgill, who was pretty mediocre, even in. I mean, he was bad, um, <laughs> even for even for the Pacific Coast League. But Nick Buss, he was he was the the Chihuahuas All Star. He's he's hitting like well above three hundred. Yeah, he's slugging like high fives. I think maybe even six. I, I I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's done really well. And they haven't called him up, so I think that um, they're obviously saying, "Hey, what do we got with Cordero? What do we got with?" Um, with Blash, what do we got with Burella? And so I do think that they are trying to uh, not just put out that replacement level, but see uh, what they got in a in a very non-taking sense. So um, do I think that they should be done with it? No, but I think that I think that they could be. Um, it could be, yeah. So. And well, we'll see. It's still it's still a little premature to say, but um, obviously they keep on winning. I mean, that that's your answer <laughs> if you. If you're not, right, losing. But, I mean, this, I mean, it's it's just kind of silly. I feel like the Padres, honestly, have gotten really unlucky this year, um, in kind of like the the opposite tank sense of it. We're yeah. like we have the worst run differential by far, I think. By far, yeah. And we're like, you know, number again, like picking sixth in the draft right now. That really shouldn't happen. Like that, that just uh, that just kind of. You know, screams that the Padres are getting lucky that they're winning close games and getting blown out, which you know you would think would average out into more losses than everyone else, but it just hasn't. So I'm, I mean, like I feel like I'm kind of worried that you know maybe management. I, I want to hope that the front office is like smart enough to realize that the Padres are probably just getting lucky, but I, I'm worried that you know because of this, you know, the winning July or you know how they're not literally the worst team in the league that. Uh, that they're like kind of advancing their plans for the tank already, which I, I just, I don't know. I'm just like, if we think about who are like major, like massive impact stars are going to be, let's say, let's just talk about the hitters right now. I mean, Urias is like, sure, he's a great hitter, great discipline, but if he can't hit for power, I mean, I don't think he's had an extra base hit in like months. And if he can't hit for power, that is extremely limited value there. And, you know, Tatis is 18. He's so far away from us being able to really project him as anything and to and to plug him in and to say he's going to be that, you know, massive impact talent. While the Dodgers just got Seager and Bellinger, who are MVP player, MVP caliber players. Like, we, we don't have that. And the Dodgers are going to be our biggest competition, in my opinion. I think that's not that controversial. For, for when the Padres are competitive. And, you know, I just, I'm just don't think, I we really, we really could use, I mean, it's kind of really ridiculous to say, but like, you know, a curse of Bryant in the draft. You know, you know apparently Seth Beer has more concerns with his hitting. Uh, he's, not, he's not such a slam dunk. But you know, the, the Padres could really, really use like a very solid, projectable, you know, kind of like almost like plug-and-play college bat high upside like you know, coming up from this draft that would be massive i think for the, the future of the Padres, and i'm worried that we're going to miss out on that hey chad i don't know if you knew this but mike trout he wasn't a number one draft pick oh, i think i think taking stupid i think we should yeah. be trying to win yeah so how about this why don't <laughs> we just trade the uh you know whoever has a number one draft pick why don't we just you know say hey you know what why don't you just give us the number one draft pick you can take our 25th pick 
how that i mean right it's the same right basically right? it's just a right? cra- from what i understand oh. it's all a crap shoot so yes yes yeah. no 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 skill no 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 oh, <laughs> oh man all right. Don't get me started. Let's not. Let's not. Let's, let's not go down let's that, not go that down rabbit that. hole. <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, moving on to the to the minors. Um, I don't think I have a a whole lot else to say. We kind of got into a lot with uh, with Ryan, but um, just a few little things. Um, Austin Allen um, had a. Um, I had an interview with him. Actually, I guess you were at the game, but you left, and I yeah. stayed late, and I talked <laughs> to him um, last month, and. Uh, so that interview went up today on Potter, uh, on Pod's perspective. So check that out. Um, he was just named the California League uh, Player of the Month for July, yeah. um, and he was a beast. He uh, let me pull it up real quick. He uh, let's see what he do in the month of July. He hit ten home runs, forty six wow. hits, and that's in, that's in twenty nine games. Posted a six ninety one slugging percentage. Uh, those are all league leading, um, and he's got 18 home runs on the year, slugging 513 for the for the season. So, um, I know that since uh, since like Jacob Nix and all the other great pitchers and Josh Naylor have been moved up, it's been like, why should we go to the Storm game still? And uh, you're right, there's you know, it's obviously not as exciting the town they got there now, but uh, he's 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 had a really good uh, really good month, and I think he'll keep on hitting. Um, and uh, I think I think there's one thing. Uh, I th- if you're going up there, if anybody does, I I, I really wanted to check out his his catching because I know it gets ragged on for his catching. Uh-huh. Um, and I did look it up. I mean, I know that catching like like caught stealing is not all on the catcher because, uh, you know, like I know when when they had like Austin Hedges catching Tyson Ross, it didn't even matter like what. It didn't even matter like so what slow. like they could have pitched out and he still would they they, they still stole base because he was just so slow moving to the plate. Mm-hmm. Um but he it is like twenty two percent caught swing, which is pretty low. Um I looked it up in the Cat League. There are no cat that that's the lowest for all catchers that have at least like thirty five games. So Ugh. there's definitely like things to improve on there. Um but I did include a quote in the piece um from uh from a Joe Lucchese um, interview that I've done that I haven't put up yet, but uh, I mean he feels comfortable throwing to him, and uh, he did, did pretty well with them. So I, I I don't I think a lot of people I've seen people not a lot of people I've seen people though being like just move, let's just move, move him over first. He's six foot four. He's hitting for power. Like let's just get him first base, get him used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean I think it's kind of like with like a uh, with like a if you have like a pitcher that's having some struggles. And you could move him into the bullpen, and, and obviously, if you're a good starter, you'll probably be a good reliever. But if you can get that, I mean, kind of like like with like with Lamet, um, Lamet would be. I think he'd be a lights out reliever with that slider. Yeah, um, but obviously, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's been when he's on, he's been a lights out starter. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like it's like you could just rush him to the pen and have him be the next Brad Hand, but. Even if it's like, even if he's just like an average starter, that's kind of more valuable than oh, yeah. having like a lights out relief guy for one inning. So I think that having a power hitting catcher, uh, which I guess the Padres have, I'm sure they've had one sometime, but I'm having yeah, no, Hedges is like probably going to break. You know, uh, I think um, the uh, like the Padres home run catcher leader, excuse yeah. me, is like um, oh Sa- God, Santiago. No. Uh, Piazza, yes, Piazza. Yeah, yeah. I think it's him actually, which is like isn't like twenty home runs or like twenty two, and I think Hedges should break that this year. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's a power. I mean, but you don't look at Hedges and think power hitter. He just he only hits for power. Like yeah, like um, yeah. So like his bat, um, his like 
Um, Allen is obviously like a bat first catcher, but if he can catch, I think I think he's got more value as a catcher than he would as a first baseman. Obviously, if he's hit for power, so I might talk to him. And I, I've mentioned before, but I just I just really liked him, and I, um, you know, I think that. You know, I don't, don't mean to sound like a like like a little league coach, but I think he's got I think he's got what it takes. I think he's uh, <laughs> you know I think I think that he's going to be able to figure it out. So we'll see we'll see what happens. If not, I think his bat will play you know at, at a higher level than just the high A. Um, mm-hmm. If he if he has to move somewhere else, you know maybe first base is an option. But obviously, if he can catch, I think you I think you give him every chance that he needs to to see if he can do that because. You know, Will Myers. He he was a catcher too. He moved to the outfield, then he's playing first base, and he's doing all right. So I think if you know, even if it's like a late career, you know, change for Allen, I think he could handle first base. So yeah, the only problem is that you know he's not going to supplant uh, Hedges unless he really does get his defense uh, back up. You know, I mean, I know it's hard. It's really hard to evaluate like a, a catching prospects defense. But when Hedges in the minors, you know, everyone talked about his elite defense. You know, that's basically all we heard about him. Yeah. And the bat was literally an afterthought. Um, you know, we really haven't been hearing that at all. Not even close to that about Austin Allen. Um, and, you know, it's not to say that it can't it can't come along later. But I have a hard time believing, you know, there's, there's a lot of value in a catcher beyond literally what he does in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, was it Darren Balsey said he basically let the game planning go let Hedges control the game planning meetings with the pitcher beforehand which is like ridiculous I mean I think we talked about that before already but that's a lot of value added to the team when you get a catcher that's like that um, that you know you just cannot calculate Um, so I, I I mean Obviously, we're in love with Hedges. Hedges is the future. Yes, yes. But even if, even if you know, he is a career two twenty three batting average guy, you know, with you know, maybe twenty home runs a year, and that's an okay bat. But not only just the defense, but you know, the the game planning and you know, the being on like knowing what's good for a pitcher and calling games. I I don't see Austin Allen, uh, you know, becoming the Padres' starting uh, catcher. Unless he gets his defense up to an acceptable level and becomes a really good hitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and I guess maybe I'm thinking just short term. It's like you know, right now who's who's behind Hedges? We got Hedger Sanchez, Luis, <laughs> right, Luis right. Torrens. I so guess, uh, like Rocky Gale, but yeah. I mean, I think I think Allen's the um, and there are some good. I mean, in, in the the last draft they got Luis Camposano, Blake Hunt, and mm-hmm. uh, they are they are pretty good prospects. Uh, their rank, their draft is pretty high at the very least, um, so they could turn into something. But um, I would say that you know having if you had a backup catcher who was a liability and could hit as you know obviously obviously it's going to have to improve because hitting at the at the major league level is different from from Lake Elsinore. But right. if you can keep hitting like that as the backup, I mean I'm pretty happy with that because it's not like Sanchez is. Uh, I mean he, he <laughs> if he's not playing the Giants, he's not very good. Yeah, uh, with the bat and uh, Torrens, he's like a rule five guy. He's still struggling. So, um, anyways, yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying that Hedge, that the Allen's going to supplant Hedges, but uh, if he was a backup, that was like a, the bat first guy. I think that'd be like a pretty good yin and yang, uh, <laughs> as you can't yeah. just have having one one that's all defense and got some power, one that can catch and the, and also has like a lot of pop. So we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll keep an eye on. But uh, player player of the month, you know, can't sneeze at that. Even even in the cow league. 
Um, the uh, the other, I guess, the other one that I wanted to mention, uh, just because I haven't seen him lately, uh, but I watched him over the weekend, was uh, Hansel Rodriguez for the Tin Caps. Uh, did, uh-huh. you, did you get a chance to watch any Tin Caps games lately, Chad? I didn't, but I, I saw the tweet storm that emerged from it. <laughs> Man, like I, because I kind of like wrote him off because he got moved to the bullpen. I, they had him starting for a while, and he got he was getting roughed up, so they moved to the bullpen, and it was like. Okay, well, that's the end of Hansel Rodriguez because, <laughs> right? Like there, there are so many like pitchers that flame out in like Double A and Triple A that you move to the bullpen and become you know decent enough relievers. But if he's already becoming a reliever in like Single A, you know, there's little hope. There. Like how much, how excited can he be about it? But I watched him, man, and he was he was lights out. Uh, it was the. I think he came in in the eighth, and he threw the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth because it was an extra inning game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, you know, Tink Caps ended up winning it. But uh, he, in those three innings, struck out ten people. And what? No, nope. That's sorry, that's impossible. not right. That's not right. Sorry, <laughs> he struck out ten people in his. Oh, sorry, I was looking at my. Was, <laughs> uh, wow, that's right. <laughs> hey, I'm not lying here. Okay? He struck out that many. No, no sorry. Um, in four innings for this for the past, I, I, I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the weekly prospect review which I posted today. He did have ten strikeouts on the week in those four innings, um, wow. but he had I think it was yeah I don't know he had a bunch of strikeouts. I'll have to look mm-hmm. it up later. I think I think his the the three inning he got we went three innings with eight strikeouts right eight strikeouts that's right yeah yeah. Three innings, eight strikeouts, and like they just couldn't even touch a slider. It was pretty nasty, and I, I thought he was like a pretty big dude, like watching him pitch. I think he's only like six two. He just looked huge out there, and uh, and uh, they, yeah, they couldn't touch him. And so I was pretty excited to watch him pitch. And I think I don't know if uh, you know I don't know if they'd eventually move him back to a starter. I kind of I don't know if that was like a move to kind of boost his morale or just kind of you know uh, balance out you know innings and stuff, but. Uh, it was it was really good. Um, it was very Denilson Lamette esque, <laughs> having watched that game earlier in the day. So, um, Hans Rodriguez is a guy that I kind of written off because, like I said, he got moved to the bullpen. But since he's been moved to the bullpen, um, he's thrown twenty nine uh, and two thirds innings, and he's got a one eight two ERA and a thirteen K through nine rate, um, which is pretty good. So phenomenal, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's single A, and he's got moved to the bullpen. So reasons to kind of. Not be super enthusiastic about it, but um, he's got to kind of, kind of put that, put him back on my radar because, uh, man, it was just, it was really good. It bums me out that we don't have more frequent like storm games and tin cap games because um, I would really like to watch more of you know more than just like the Twitter highlights, mm-hmm. you know, from like the team on you know Tatis home runs or or like Rodriguez pitching, but. And he was I mean, getting... it's so weird too. Even like the games that are broadcasted, like the quality is horrible. I don't, I don't think it's that hard to get decent cameras in you know 2017, right? You wouldn't but think so. It, 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 they look like they're games from like the 80s. Yeah. It's that bad. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, those two guys that I was thinking about, Austin Allen and Hans Rodriguez. Anybody that uh, interested you this week? I mean, this isn't exactly news, um, but you know. The Tatis is still mashing, of course. Uh, you know, uh, you look at um, you know his month to month batting stats, and he's getting better each month. He's with the Tin Caps. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the first month he was striking out like thirty percent and walking like ten percent, 
And by now, he's basically striking out 20 and walking 20%, which is incredible, especially for a guy that's hitting for as much power as he is. And uh, the crazy thing, and, you know, uh, Ryan Luz also kind of, like, put this question out on Twitter and kind of answered it himself, is that he's 18, and he has 19 home runs already on the season uh, in, a, in, like, a, over just over 100 games at A-ball. Um, and that's a ton of power for a player that's so, you know, like relatively young to players that have that kind of power, um, and he, and again Ryan kind of talked about this. You know, a player that's pretty comparable, or a player that had way more home runs when he was eighteen. Like the only one was like Joey Gallo, because he had like thirty or something as an eighteen-year-old. But I mean, Joey Gallo is a monster of a dude, always has been. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess um, someone that's kind of comparable to Tatis is like Justin Upton. You know, he's gonna be very big power hitter. Uh, he like last year he had 31 home runs. Uh, very good player, first overall draft pick. And when he was 18, and he was in like the Midwest League, also actually in the uh, South Bend with Arizona, uh, in 113 games. So that's more games than Tatis has played in this year. He had 12 home runs. So. The amount of power that Tatis has this early is just kind of... I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not something you see from prospects, like, like ever. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Like, I said earlier, you know, Tatis is really far away. It's hard to project him. It's hard to say he's going to be a very impact, you know, a Corey Seager-type player. But, I mean, that's a ton of power. And he's still... You know, getting bigger, and he's still going to advance as a player, and he has a lot of time to do that too. So, I mean, I know we've. I mean, I'm hardly breaking any news here that Tatis is a great prospect, but it's just so intriguing what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news: We are big fans of uh, Fernando Tatis. <laughs> he what, might what, be a good player. What are your thoughts on uh, Mikel Baez and uh, Mackenzie Gore? Do you think that they'll be good, or do you think they suck? Uh, you know what? I think they will be the best we've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yep. Easy. All right. <clears throat> cool, man. Uh, well, to wrap it up, I uh, wanted to ask a few uh, – I want to ask one trivia question for you. Oh, Kinda, no. Since I already asked you about, um, you know, Tony Gwynn and, uh, you know, players before your time. Mm-hmm. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Padre players who have been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, jeez. And you already know one of them, number 19. Yes. I wanted to see how many other ones you think you could guess. Does uh, does Hoffman count yet? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> man, he was like, man, wasn't he like two uh, points away, two votes away? Last year? I, I want, it might have been like five. It was single digit votes away, I think. It's, it's pretty close. Okay. Uh, let's see. Randy Jones? Randy Jones is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, no. Wait, really? He's in the Padre Hall of Fame. Really? That's uh, as much as for as much hype as he gets. Well, okay, <laughs> well, that's surprising. Uh. <laughs> I'm looking. Let's see. If we got uh, we got one, two, three pitchers. <sighs> pitchers, huh? Um, 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 uh. And uh, two of them were relievers. If that helps. Uh, um, Gaylord uh, Perry. Yeah, there Is he you one go. Of them? He's one. Okay. Of them. 
So Great two, name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Man, what happened? What happened? I'm gonna name my first child Gaylord. I you mean, are never gonna. Kind of you are never gonna procreate, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh god, who else? I'm not gonna name another picture. I don't think I can do that. Um, All right, then we got uh, Dave see. Winfield. Dave Winfield. There you go. Okay. I think you that's got, all I got. You got two more outfielders and then two middle infielders. God. Um, Jerry Coleman. <laughs> I, I mean, he didn't play for the Padres. I mean, I'd count him, but we, we had to expand to 10. Jerry Coleman is in the Hall of Fame, but I guess the Ford Frick won. Uh, yeah, but, um, oh, they're in the same. They're in the same. It's counted as the same Hall of Fame? I'm not positive. I think so. Maybe. Huh. I don't know. I, well, I got I got three. I feel good about myself. All right, uh, second base Roberto Alomar. Ever heard ever heard of that guy? Yeah, I've heard his name. Okay, uh, Raleigh Fingers. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> um, Goose Gossage. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's a great name. Also, what happened to the gooses? Yeah, Goose and Gaylord would have been Dynamite on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricky Henderson. Yes, I know that name. Uh, Willie McCovey. Uh, I mean, he, he was, he was, that was a longer time ago. Wasn't that like in the 50s? McCovey? Well, the pot, I mean, he played in the 50s, but the Potters were around then. Or, no, he think it was the 60s, but, but I mean, the Potters started in 69, so. Right. He's, hmm. he's, he was, he was a 70s player. Okay, you have, I'm sorry, you have the shortstop for the Potters. Hall of Famer. You want me to name one more? I mean, you got, I, I feel like you should know this one. I feel like maybe you're just not thinking hard enough. Gotta use that brain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel real stupid once you say it. He was uh, a cardinal most of his career. Nah, does not help. Ozzy Smith. Oh yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I know about him. Okay, I, I would not have thought about him though. I was yeah, okay, all right. I was, myself. I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I was a child in the '90s, so Ozzy Smith was a big deal. And I remember when I found out that he used to be a Padre, I was like, what? He could have been on my team, and now he's on the Cardinals. Ugh. <laughs> I remember being upset about that. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Chad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for torturing you with all this. Gosh, with all the trivia of like things before oh. your time. I was on a podcast a last. I remember it was like last summer uh, on a site I used to write for, and they they did like a like an overall baseball trivia um, thing. It was actually with uh, with Patrick uh, Brewer over at uh, East Village Times. He we, we were on the same side together. Uh, Ro Baseball, and they asked me like generic baseball trivia about like current players, and I was like. Uh, I don't know anything about the non-Padres, guys. I don't know why you're asking me <laughs> who has the most strikeouts in the American League. Why would I even know that? Why would I even care? <laughs> so I feel like an idiot. So anyways, I guess I just enjoy making you feel even more like an idiot. So thank you, Chad. I, 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 play, I feel like I play the role well of a village idiot. I, I think that's what I missed the most about you when I was podcasting <laughs> with Ryan. <laughs> Man, I, you know, it's, it's, someone's got to do the job, right? You you know, that's why I get paid the big bucks here. There you go. Right. All right, man. Uh, well, uh, any th- uh, anything you want to plug? Anything going on there in your life you want to talk about before we go? Huh. I mean, I tried to. I played golf yesterday, and that went horribly. I don't know. Are you a golfer? Have you have you golfed? Uh, more of the miniature variety, but uh, <laughs> that's even... yeah. That's 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 more up my alley too. Um, the, 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 God, the, it's hard though. It's so and it's so frustrating. 
I, oh. In the town that I live in, that's like got like five thousand people. There's actually a drive-in movie theater with like, oh, no. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about with that like already. a uh, with like a little mini putt like right next to it. So just oh, in case sick. you didn't get enough of things that people don't do anymore, you could just do them like at the same place. So what are you talking about? You know, mini golf is definitely a major thing still. Is it still? I guess. I've oh been, yeah, totally. I, I, I I've gone to I've gone to Legoland multiple times just for uh, mini golf. Uh, well, I guess I got them for free, but you know, yeah. I, I mean, like my wife and that we've been married for eleven years, so we don't really do like that. We're like an old, boring couple now, so <laughs> we don't get out to do exciting things like mini golf anymore. Yeah, so. it's yeah, it's too much. Yeah, got got to get to bed by uh, seven thirty. Yeah, it's right. too much excitement for us. We yeah, gotta, yeah, we gotta get the get gotta hit the early bird breakfast or early bird the dinner. You know, at four thirty. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're too early for a happy hour, but you know, yeah, it's still good. Um, well, uh, check out the site. Uh, like I said, got the uh, Austin Allen interview up uh, today, and the uh, weekly pro- uh, prospect review. So all the guys that were doing good last week are up there. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, get the uh, either either the, the Lucchese or the Quantrill piece up there at some point, and um, probably uh, probably do like a revisit of some trades from the last couple years, seeing how they're helping the team or hurting the team or. Um, kind of just do like a little check out on those, but um, yeah, I can't I can't wait for the uh, Quantrill interview. Yeah, that one's gonna be that one's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I got uh, I got school starting up tomorrow or training, so might see a little downtick in uh in output from me. I don't. Why are we talking about this? Who cares? I'm tr- I'm trying to enjoy my last day of not having to work, and you're having me talk about talk about <laughs> school. And you try to- hey, if, if they if they didn't want this talk, don't worry. The only people listening now are the people that do want to hear this. Okay, so yeah. so I think it works out. <laughs> uh, well, I, we're probably we have like maybe two people still listening by now. So hello, yeah. hey, if you're one of the one of the two people listening to this at the end of the podcast, you got through all the other, you know, us talking about random mini golf and teaching. Uh, let us know. Let us know who you are. We want. I want to know. If there even is anyone listening right now, tweet at us. Yeah. Um, and as very, and uh, if you don't want to tweet at us, you can uh, leave a you know uh, what's that called? Um, leave a review, uh, leave a rating on iTunes, and uh-huh. uh, I guess all other places that we should maybe get it posted. I don't know. I had someone tell us we need to get it on Stitcher. Um, I don't know what that entails. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> I'm like, we'll get our IT guy on it, which is you. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when that's gonna happen. I'm on it. All right. Yeah. All right, Uh, until then, go Padres. Go Padres.